This is Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast. We'll cozy up to that microphone right okay. there. We're so happy you, you want are my here. dulcet tones. Please, okay, please. I got them, honey. I got my dulcets. Bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's Nashville treating you? I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's. Uh, I'm really, really happy here. I can imagine that you could have lived after. Uh, ending your time on the Today Show and, you know, moving from New York, that you could have lived anywhere. Why choose Nashville? You know what? Uh, it was a natural thing. My my husband had passed. My mother had passed. My dad passed a long time ago. So all of a sudden now I, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm a widow. I'm an orphan. And I'm also an empty nester. My children are in the, in the show business and they live in Los Angeles. And um, I just live in the, probably the most beautiful house I've ever seen anywhere in the world. And I, I was dying of loneliness. Dying of loneliness in it. It's just too many, too many memories. Yeah. Too, and I don't want to be a sad. I'm not a sad person. I'm, I'm a, I'm a half full person, not a half empty. And I was, I was truly, truly battling depression mm-hmm. about it because I, um, I was lonely for the people I love, and I live isolated. I, I live in Connecticut, not New York, and I don't want to live in New York. And I'd been, um, I knew I had to make new memories, or the yeah. old ones were going to kill me. Yeah. So. I had been coming to Nashville for two years on and off because I'd written a movie for me and um, uh, my f- great friend Craig Ferguson. Yeah. And uh, so we shot that in Scotland and we're hopefully to have it out pretty soon. But um, I was co-writing all the music with uh, one of the best writers around here, Brett James. Right. So uh, I was doing, I was coming all the time and loving it, just right. loving yeah. it. And I didn't want to get on a plane, I discovered. <laughs> I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to go back to my empty house. And I didn't want to go back to a job that was no longer joyful for me. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be a talk show host. I, I, I was grew up, I, I've been a singer, a professional singer since I was in my 10th. 10 years old yeah, and uh, and an actress all my life and I missed it. I've done a lot of it through the years, but it just, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting to have the freedom in my life to, to follow my, my initial dreams, right? which were to be, to do music and, and films. And uh, so people used to say, well, how can you leave your, your, um, your dream job? I got, I never said it was my dream (laughs) job. Barbara Streisand had my dream job. (laughs) There were no female, there were no women co-hosts, television hosts at all back then. So there was no, there was no role model for it. So I just fell into it. I literally fell into it. Well, as a broadcaster, you know, growing up, uh, I, I watched, of course, Oprah and, you know, Carson to some degree, and I loved um, Arsenio. Oh, all. yeah. And, but I'll tell you, I love Kathy Lee Gifford as much as any of those people. Oh, thank you. That's uh, very nice. And Regis, obviously, of course, uh, as My well. Regis. So, um, yeah, how's he doing? Have you? Th- I'm going to see him next week. I'm uh-huh. going home to, I've got a, a, a movie coming out um, on the 17th for Hallmark. So I'm doing a whole week of, of press. And it's the first time I've really been home uh, in, in months. Mm-hmm. So. And speaking of Hallmark, first of all, people love those movies. I mean, what is do. Your, why do they love those movies so much? I, I, my daughter's done one. Um, I didn't. Ours is a brand new. It's a new franchise we've started with Hallmark called Godwink. Mm-hmm. They're 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 not they're based on true stories, you know. In the in the uh, the Hebrew language, there is no such word as as um, uh, coincidence. Doesn't exist. If you believe in sovereign God, there is no there is no such thing as coincidence. So my friend has about nine books out called the Godwinks books, Mm -hmm. and they're all true stories of basically when the divine intersects with the human. Right. Basically, God saying, "I got you." 
this did not happen because it was random. Mm-hmm. I'm in this and, and t- pay attention because God winks are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a woman of faith, I, I thought that Hallmark was really missing out on an incredible opportunity. They were afraid of offending mm-hmm. people with anything of faith. Right. And I said, you're not, there are millions of people that are dying to have a faith component. Right. Yes. You know, a lot yes. of believers out there, and, um, and and not in a religious way at all, just a, you know, I think it was the first time God, the word God had ever even been used in, a, in the title of a television show or movie. Yeah. God. I mean, since when did we not... I want him around all the time. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of him. I want him on my good side. So let's keep him around. Yeah. That will be on. You mentioned the seventeenth, and also uh, here in Nashville on November seventeenth, you're with the Nashville Pops doing a thousand voices of at, Christmas of Christmas at the Ryman. I know. Have you stood in that circle before and sang? No, I've never. I've never performed there. I've mm. been at performances. So no, you know, I didn't go down the country. I did Hee Haw Honeys here in 1978, <laughs> and I and they were people asked me, well, why? Why don't you, you know, do country music? You know what? I think things have to be authentic to you. I love country music, and I'm writing country music now. But uh, at that time in my young performing life, I was into folk music and mm-hmm. and uh, Streisand and Broadway and mm-hmm. so you got to be authentic and my dad had been a jazz saxophonist player during the uh, the uh, big yeah. band era so I had very eclectic tastes but um, but I didn't I lived in Maryland yeah. there, there was no country music there you know right so um, I've, I've been educated in it now I now I think it's the best music in the world out there yeah no question and the writers who write country music here, yes. you must. Uh, you mentioned Brett James earlier. You, you must have found those bonds quickly here, right? Well, yeah, and because of working with Brett, yeah, I had sort of street cred. So I've been writing with a whole lot of different people now, and I'm grateful to Brett for that because uh, people don't know me as a musician or a writer, and I've been doing it much longer than I did anything yeah. else. So, why do you think you were so good at being a talk show host? I'm just comfortable being who I am. Mm-hmm. I never ever had a role model of what a t- talk show host is supposed to be like, so I didn't try to be that. <laughs> I remember um, just starting out and doing, just showing up, and they said, that's all you have to do. Just just respond, keep responding the way you do. Say the funny things you say. <laughs> uh, what I didn't even know they were funny. I don't know. It just, uh, it, it just I uh, literally fell into it. You remind me a little bit of Lauren, who's standing right here, and she's working that uh, computer. Hi, I, Lauren. I, yeah, because she came here to our group, our team at CMT, to do digital and social media and all this stuff, uh-huh. websites and so on. And she's brilliant at that. But just hanging out with her, I was like realizing we were having great conversations. Yes. Like, we need to be on the microphone with this. Oh, and so, so she, you're an on-air talent now. Now she is, truly. Good, good for you. But she's got that same knack for like just knowing how to be funny and bright and uh, you she's know, just, just going being who she is. Being who she is. And I think especially in our world today that authenticity is missing in a lot of things and people long for it. I mean, they, you know, we're missing it. Yeah. We're missing everybody's everybody's on social media. Everybody's you know fixing themselves before they right. you know put a picture out there. Everybody's it's talking in sound bites, and it's just that's not the world I want to live in. I want to be an authentic person. Yeah. Back to the show, uh, yeah. Thousand Voices of Christmas. Um. So, what's your favorite? Uh, it'll be packed with Christmas songs, obviously. Um. You know what? It's it's going to be an eclectic bit night of music for uh-huh. sure. It's with that magnificent pops orchestra. Uh, I have worked with all of those musicians now uh, four times in doing these oratory 
scenarios that I'm writing now. I wrote one with Brett and Sal Oliveri. I wrote one with uh, uh, Louis York. It was incredible. Oh, don't you forget to remember me. They're amazing. Um, and uh, Nicole C. Mullen is going to be performing the first one that we wrote called uh, The God Who Sees. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we're going to be premiering for the first time one of the songs from The God of the Other Side that I wrote with Louis York. Now, those are that people might not know that name. These are two guys named Chuck Harmony and Claude Kelly who are probably the most prolific um, songwriter slash producers in all of pop music. Yeah. Look them up. They've got a gazillion hits in, in the pop world. They're my neighbors. Uh-huh. And my friend Angie Clausen introduced me to them and we started writing together and the next thing you know we have a 27-minute oratorio. <laughs> that doesn't happen in Greenwich, Connecticut. Right. Yeah. That happens in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> That's why I'm uh-huh. here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is actually one I wrote with Brett. It was one number one on iTunes. It's called Jesus is His Name. We did it at the White House and on mm. a Hallmark special. My favorite um, pop country song is, um, I'll try to get the dulcet con- tone going for you. <clears throat> I won't be in the right key. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little... That one. As a woman of faith um, and having to also sort of have a foot into the pop culture world when you did the talk shows. Uh, was that ever difficult? Like balancing the world versus no, faith? I think when you try to do that, you're going to stumble all over mm-hmm. the place. I just tried to be me. And I'm, I'm as body a human being as you will meet. But at the same time, um, I will come out and, and quote scripture the, it, five seconds later. I don't believe in separating the secular from the spiritual. I believe in the scripture in, in Acts 17 that says, in him we live and mm-hmm. move and breathe and have our being. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am one woman who has a lot of facets. You're one man who has a lot of facets. But God did not make mistakes with us. This is all who we are. We're sexual people. Well, I can't be anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Well, I could, but if, hey, if you're looking for a nice lady and you if you, you love Jesus and you have your own teeth, call me. <laughs> you're not seeing anyone then? No. All right. No, not right now. I, I No. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I would tell you the truth. Okay. I'm not. All right. I see you. I see this guy, but uh, are we dating? Uh, I think <laughs> no. you and Kurt, well, maybe after this. I, could see I that. did go out on a couple of dates with a very nice guy, but it wasn't. It was never meant to be anything else. Um, if you were making sort of that most fascinating people show that Barbara Walters did for years, I was on that once with Frank. Yeah. Who would you like to see now on that show? Who would be your most fascinating people at this moment? Well, Kanye for sure. Mm-hmm. In light of what's going on with Kanye. So Kanye. Yep. I've met almost everybody. Yeah. And interviewed so many of them. The only person I've never met that I like. Um, don't agree with them on a lot of things, but um, I don't think I'll say that. Sorry, um, I'm learning it in my old age to actually edit myself once in a while. Though was I it am Trump? Forget- I'm oh, just wondering who was no, it. No, was- no, no. Oh, I've known. I've known. I call him Donald. I've known Donald since I was. I moved to New York in 1982. Uh-huh. Right. Donald saved my life one time. I had a. I had a crazed stalker. And Donald really? saved my life. That's yeah. another story. That's I'm going to save that for the book, Cody. Don't, don't you know? Um, yeah, because Frank had met Donald when he was 14 years old. Frank used to play golf with his father, Fred. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, I got I got a million Donald stories. Everybody that knows him has a million of them. Yeah. I never discuss politics. Have I think that's the other reason I've been in this business as long as I have. <laughs> I keep my political views to myself. My friends know how I feel. My family does. But, you know, but... Uh, but don't you think sometimes we have to speak up? 
I mean, when it's issues I that... have sued the state of New York twice mm-hmm. uh, p- for political reasons, and won both times. Um, but they were about the, the way the state was treating children. Yeah. I sued for, for them to unblind uh, um, HIV testing uh, because it was... Uh, babies were dying needlessly mm-hmm. because uh, they, they were... That's a long story, but we won. <laughs> right. and, and after we won that, the uh, birth rate, the death rate from AIDS went down for the first time in New York. And, uh, and because the birth rate uh-huh. went down. And so that started. And then within one year, the CDC uh, did it all over the country. Yeah. So, I mean, I get involved like that when there, yeah. are, there are issues of life and death and children involved, always. Since you are in Nashville now and you've met probably all the country music stars uh, over the years who've, uh, you know, the newcomers and the ones who have been around for a while. So, um, who are your friends and who's in your phone? Who do you call who's uh, a pal that we might know? You know who I adore? I adore Kimberly Schlapman from from Little Big Town. I love those the, that whole band, but They're awesome. Kimberly is is just she's she's just precious. Yeah, she's got a light. She, she's got a light. I yeah. love Reba. I love uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chris uh, um, uh, Martina. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't hang out with them. They're everybody's so 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 busy. But I, my favorite person on the planet mm. is Dolly Parton. She's something else, isn't she? Dolly, talk about authenticity. I've known Dolly since I did Hee Haw Honeys that many years ago, 1978. Dolly has been, even though we we don't hang out, but I adore her. She is she has supported my writing career like nobody. She very mm-hmm. quietly she'll listen to things and call me mm-hmm. and send me notes and mm-hmm. uh, she's she's extraordinary. Uh, Barry Manilow, yeah, he too. I adore Barry. I'd love to sit down with Barry. You know, I understand Barry in a way that, uh, you know, a lot of people just put him down because they just didn't know him, didn't understand him. Mm-hmm. This man is a genius, mm-hmm. a genius, and uh, uh, the same way they did it to Karen Carpenter because she was geeky. Well, that you know yeah. what? That killed her, being called that, not understood. You you take a voice like Karen Carpenter and you put it up against anybody to this day. And and her her brother was a brilliant arranger. I don't like it when we slap labels on people. We, you know what? Especially in today's social. Can you imagine social media? Mm-hmm. If, if if the if they had been around during social media, they wouldn't have lasted five seconds. Yeah. When you look back on the talk shows, um, who was your favorite interview? I know it's hard to say. Like Craig Ferguson is is okay. one of my other favorite people on the planet. <laughs> right. I would love to sit down and do you know two hours with Craig. I got I spent six weeks with him in Scotland and. <laughs> And had the time of my life. Uh, we want to do four more movies based on these same characters. Uh-huh. We just had so much fun. I love Ricky Gervais. And, and, and it was funny because Craig said to me, when we, he said, Kathy, why do you love me, Ricky? I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not good guys. <laughs> said, you're this woman of faith. You love, you love Jesus. So why do you, why do you love, why do you love us? He said, I'm an agnostic. He's an atheist. And I said, I love you because God loves you first of all, and I love you because you're fantastic people. I don't have to have somebody, a friend that uh, totally agrees with me on everything. And I said, he's got one foot in the kingdom anyway after hanging out with me for six weeks. <laughs> and uh, when I, when I uh, left, I gave him a whole, whole huge set of uh, all the, all the, the lyric, the uh, writings of C.S. Lewis for his fabulous um, home that uh-huh. he has in Scotland that, that's like born to the manor, boy. It's beautiful. That's for awesome. his library. And he loves C.S. Lewis. Yeah. C.S. Lewis is one of the great 
apologist for Christianity uh, in the last couple of centuries. He's, you know, um, so he said he said an interesting thing too that broke my heart though, mm-hmm. Craig. He goes, Kathy, you're the only person of faith that has ever told us that they love us. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I suggest you start meeting people of real faith mm-hmm. because that people of real faith are all about love. Yeah. We're all, Jesus was all about love. Only time he was ever angry was is that the religious people who mm-hmm. were not taking care of God's people. Yeah. I wrestled for a long time with faith and with God about being gay because I knew I was from a young age. Mm-hmm. And now I've dealt with it and kind of gotten it out right. uh, in the open. And it feels my life is much better because I'm not hiding something. But secondly, well, you live in a world now where you don't have to hide. You don't have to hide. Um, mm-hmm. How do you reconcile that with God? This is how I reconcile everything. Mm-hmm. I do not know every human heart. I barely know my own. God calls me, Jesus calls me to love my neighbor as I love myself and love God uh, with my whole being. Mm-hmm. That's how I reconcile it. I, I remember when um, Bruce Jenner called me uh, before he announced uh-huh. his new name and all of that. Uh, Frank and I are godparents to Kendall and Kylie. So um, he called me one day and he said, Kathy, do you, do you hate me? I said, Bruce, how can you ask me mm-hmm. if I, I love you? Mm-hmm. He said, but, but everything that I'm go- doing and going through and everything like that. And he told me what his name was going to be. And I said, let, you know what? Let me just tell you something. That what I truly believe with all my heart. We can hate our bodies or think that we're not supposed to be in this body. But I said, the soul of Bruce no matter what he or she calls that person anymore, is, is the eternal part of us. Mm-hmm. That's what lives forever, and that's what God created us to be, is eternal beings. Your body, whether you take it completely apart and, it, and you don't recognize it anymore, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, that body's not going to last for eternity. That uh-huh. body's going we're going to have perfect bodies in, in, in glory. I do believe that. Scripture says that. And I don't know what that means. I, it just sounds better than the thighs I've got now. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and they're not so bad. Come on, I man, mean, do. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mama's Let's... been man doing. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't. It takes all my time to love people. I've been in show business 55 years. More than half of my friends are gay. I've never had a problem being with gay people, loving gay people. I write with gay people there. Uh, a lot of my friends that I think are straight are probably gay. I don't. I am not interested in what some, somebody does in the, in the privacy of their own lives, unless it's harmful to them or others. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think you know, uh, I I. I, I try to love people just like yeah. Jesus did. He's my role model. Yeah. I feel like you've got a lot to say. Yes, you can put that into uh, music. You can put it into uh, uh, movies, uh, you know, uh, develop shows. But s- why don't you do a podcast? Why don't I you- did a podcast. You did? I did a podcast for about a year and a half in my own little studio, in my own little house, and I thought I would love it. And you didn't like it? I didn't like it at all. Uh-uh. First of all... Did you have guests? I Yeah. I, I probably would have liked it better if I didn't. <laughs> <because> <laughs> you know what? I, I've been a live performer, Cody, uh-huh. my entire life. Theater, television, whatever I did, I had to be there early and ready. Uh-huh. And, and I've discovered that when you're doing a podcast with people and you say it's going to be at three in the afternoon... 
I was sitting in this little room in my in, waiting, waiting for somebody to get on the telephone with me. I didn't. I live in Greenwich, Connecticut, so I didn't have that many in-house guests. Um, and I, I just got tired of it. I said I didn't. I'm not. I don't want to spend my life waiting for somebody to come on and, and talk to them. I just right. I couldn't do it. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I was on time. <laughs> I was early. What I do all the time. I was on early. They, they're a little lax on on time in, in Nashville. I'm, I'm trying to get used it's to true. Nashville time. Yes, yes. <laughs> we can't just walk a few blocks away. It's a, a little yeah. bit of a drive. And, and you know what else I'm not used to? It's crazy. People drop in in Nashville. <laughs> I said, what? You don't drop in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. We drop in. Well, um, I live behind a gate, thank God, because I don't want them <laughs> dropping in. Was it a drop-in with the guy from Corn? I saw on your Instagram uh, popped up and oh, then said hi. Oh, Brian Head Welch. I love him. No. I mean, that's the, the last person I would expect to see in Kathy the Gifford's house. Is, uh, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what the kingdom of God looks like. You know, all of us so different. He's going to be in one of my oratorios, being one of the. He's going to be play one of the um, disciples. I'm going to have twelve people on a boat in the Sea of Galilee. Like that, and you're going to say, "Wait a minute, those." In <laughs> all these oratorios, they're all stories from the Bible, but I'm nobody's dressed in Bible garb because these stories are ripped from the headlines today. Everybody, everybody's uh, dressed like like normal people, and he's got the dreads and he's got the tattoos and he's got one of the most purest hearts of any human being I've ever met. I adore him. Well, we can't wait to see you. November uh, 16th and 17th. 17th is the is the big show, Thousand Voices of Christmas. Yeah, the gala is also still available, I think. That's, yeah, that's the night before, that's right? That's the night before, and that's going to have a lot of great music as well, but that's a that's a more get-to-know-me kind of a night. And I'd love to have you on the TV show, too, I do, so uh, at some point. Boy, you're like hot stuff. I Well, no, I'm really not. <laughs> Trust me, this is a lot like you. I didn't expect any of this. Now, I wanted to be a broadcast I knew I wanted to be in radio. I thought uh-huh. I might be like a meteorologist on TV or something. But to have, to have, I mean, I never expected all of this. So yeah. it's fun. It's really fun. Oh, good. Enjoy your life. My yeah. gosh. Yeah. God bless you. Good to see you. You too. Kathy Lee Gifford Don't right ask here. me back. I'll be back. Come on. And bring, we'll bring wine next time. I, By the way, have you been to Arrington Vineyards? Oh, yes. Kicksbrook's place? Yes, I have. It's a fun okay. place to go to, but I try to sneak my own wine. <laughs> he said he gave me permission. <laughs> Is yeah. there a flask in your purse? Right now. No, but no, there okay. is some in the in the in in the uh, the car, isn't there? Yes. You know what? Uh, it's called gift wine, and it's it's won all kinds of awards. Your uh, wine. My wine is called gift wine. G I F F T after Gifford. It's uh, all over the place. It's uh, from a fabulous vineyard in Monterey County. We just won the Green Award as Woo! the cleanest vineyard in all of California. So it's a ser- I'm a serious winemaker, and uh, they've all won double golds, as I said. So, yeah, you come to my house, hang out. You can hang out with some heavy metal guys and drink my wine. Yeah. Jesus, he drank wine. All Jewish <laughs> culture is, 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 there's a lot of wine in Jewish culture. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of wine in cultures all over the world. And, uh, uh, yeah, but there's a, we have an alcohol problem in this country, so I understand when yeah. people get upset about it. But yeah. you know what? There's almost 300 mentions of wine in the, in the Bible and about maybe 80 of don't get drunk or Noah got drunk or Lot got drunk. Everybody got drunk. And then you have the people say, well, Jesus didn't really drink wine because, uh, because it, it was fermented. It was non-fermented mm-hmm. grape juice. They've never been to Israel. It's a desert. You don't, nothing is, nothing, there's no refrigeration back then. <laughs> and the Bible wouldn't talk about getting drunk if you couldn't get drunk from it. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Yeah.
Well, there's a great Miranda Lambert lyric, which you'll, you probably have heard. I think it's Heart Like Mine. Yes. Uh, Jesus, he drank wine, so I think we'd get along just fine. Yeah, yeah. I like those rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Cody Allen's podcast. This is Cody Cast.